0: Thanks for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. On today's show, we're talking WNBA champs, the Chicago Sky. We'll also dive into some of the other events of the night, including the Phoenix Mercury declining to speak to the media. Finally, we'll reflect on how the season went and what we're excited for going into next season happy monday and welcome to another episode of locked on women's basketball i'm your co-host karina mustafa i write all things new york liberty and phoenix mercury over at venus sports i am joined by my co-host bradshaw furlong bradshaw does several things in the world of basketball but please tell new listeners what you do
1: uh i work up in tia at tsn here in canada that's our version of espn for american listeners uh i am the co-site expert at behind the buck pass And I was the former uh, head creative editor at Raptors Insider, and I also co-host this podcast with Karina.
0: All right. Before we begin, make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Women's Basketball wherever you listen to podcasts. Every follow, every subscription helps us continue to put out daily content. All right. We're here. The season (laughs) is over. We have a champion, and it is none other than the Chicago Sky. I mean, where do we even start? Like, this team, it feels so, it feels like poetic justice in a way. I don't know, the way we've been talking about them on the pod this entire season, everything that they went through, and now they're champions. Um, a 16-16, 500 team,
1: 16. <laughs> and they won the championship.
0: Exactly. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. All right, Kevin Durant.
1: Um, <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> um what were your overall thoughts on this run
1: I just like they were such a buzzsaw. I mean we talked about it so many times about how we how you and I like said but like at the halfway point like you know watch out for the Chicago sky like they really can get on a roll in the second half and they never really did like they gotta again they were struggling with injuries throughout the entire season happened in the second half but they really you know found the right chemistry almost they got You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it. They got a breakout performance from Kalia Copper, like basically throughout the entire playoffs. And just overall was just like they turned into the team that I think everybody coming into the season thought they would be. And the team that we thought they were going to be in the second half, it just happened a little later than we expected.
0: Yeah, and at the right time, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. and, like, you, you just touched on her, so let's talk about her. Finals MVP, Kalia Copper. I mean, she averaged 17 points per game in the series. Like, she was just fantastic overall. Every time, like, they tried to stop her in transition several, like, a couple of times, but honestly, like, she felt unstoppable.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it's, I, I mean, uh, this, it's obvious to say it, but, like, they don't win the championship if Kalia Copper doesn't have this breakout performance. Like, they needed her scoring. They needed her to be like kind of that, like extra, like that primary option when, you know, Candace Parker didn't have a good game or like Allie Quigley's shot wasn't falling or Courtney Vandersloot wasn't being as aggressive. Like they needed to have Kalia Copper there. And then obviously, I mean, she had, I mean, for her, she had an off night, you know, five of 13, 10 points, an off night. But, you know, people stepped up around her because that's the type of like how depth, how deep, sorry, how much depth the sky have with that team. And that's why we were so high on them. They have the depth to, overcome like okay a candace parker off night or a Kalia copper off night but it had to happen like they wouldn't have been that wouldn't have happened if Kalia copper doesn't have this breakout performance
0: yeah for sure now and I, and I like what you're talking about with that because obviously phoenix was uh pretty depleted mm-hmm. um in terms of their roster and so you saw that chicago did have the advantage on that side i mean you talk about Kalia having you know that 10 point game and then Allie Quigley just (laughs) shooting lights out. So, you know, it didn't really matter in the end. Um, Very happy for the Vanderquigs. It's (laughs) extremely, extremely wholesome to see that. Um, Let's talk about them a little bit because that's such okay that's such goals okay <laughs> to win the championship with your wife on the team you stuck yeah i think like, we'd like to, can we
1: clarify that's they're there so they're married guys i saw some people uh, like oh look gal
0: pals, so bro. so so
1: so cool to, like they look out look how friendly they are they're friendly because they're married i sure would hope they are uh but no obviously it's so it's so cool and like it's been really cool seeing like I have a few friends who weren't really into the W, but like they watched like the finals and watching the playoffs. And like I'd have people like, man, that Courtney Vanderson, she's so good. And I'm like, yeah, she's like one of the best passes, if not like the best passer in the W. Like she's incredible. I'm just so I'm glad like players like that are getting exposure, not just like focusing. And obviously, it's cool for Candace Parker, but like people not just focusing on Candace Parker and like, hey, there are a lot of really good players on this team and like they wouldn't have won the championship without obviously without some of these incredible players like it's not just Candace Parker but shout out to Candace Parker as well obviously
0: yeah I mean you could make the argument that maybe Courtney VanderSloot could have gotten finals MVP as well too mm-hmm. like we talked about it last week how she could have zero points but she'll have like 30 mm-hmm. assists and you know that's that's what matters and uh, it was just to me with this Chicago team is you just have so many players that are contributing in their own way and their offense is just incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... I mean, and Candace Parker, like, on both ends, too, because it's not only offense. The The defensive side was incredible, especially in those last couple of minutes where mm-hmm. it, kinda, it was a pretty close game. I was like, damn, like, I really thought Phoenix was going to come away with that one. Not going to yeah. lie. I had a bad feeling throughout the entire <laughs> game, but then, you know, Chicago just really wanted it, and, you know, Steph Dolson is someone... Who we can talk about? She was mm-hmm. crucial in those final minutes. I mean, she had those clutch layups. I thought her defense was really good, especially she had. I think she was at five fouls. Yep. And so that was that was pretty cool to watch. Like just it. The main overall theme is that it all came together at the mm-hmm. right time, and I think that's what what was the recipe for success for this team. And you know, let's talk about Candace Parker for a little bit because. Mm-hmm. Her legacy at this point, she <laughs> is the goal. <laughs> she is CP3. She's the only CP3 we should be talking about. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's hard for me because the male, the male CP3 is like my favorite player of all time. But, yeah. I mean, he didn't win a ring in 2021. Candace Parker did, so.
0: That's right <laughs> uh, so don't worry it's all, all love no shade no shade i promise but i thought it was so cool for her to just have her daughter there mm-hmm. um i thought that was super cool also when i was looking back at the photos she hasn't aged at all no <laughs> like it's actually insane but just like just like let's talk about our legacy a little bit like is she she, she should be in the goat conversation next Absol- like.
1: absolutely i mean like even putting it, like, even, like again, at her age, she's still putting up, a, like, a, she put up a double-double, five assists, uh two, st- Jesus, four steals, sorry, almost, a short shoulder almost, and a block. <laughs> like, she was just incredible. Like, the fact that she's doing this in a clinching performance while, you know, like, being at her age, not that she's, like, incredibly older or anything, but, like, she's still older than a lot of the players on her own She's team. 35, yeah. yeah. Like, she's older, and she's still putting up these incredible performances when it matters most, when her team needs her most. Like, she's still... You could argue the best player on her team at this age and just, you know, came to Chicago or just like from a legacy and like storyline standpoint, went to her hometown, Chicago Sky, first season there, wins a championship. Their first in their entire history. Like, that's that's so cool. That's so cool to see.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I made this comparison on Twitter uh, last night, but Chicago Sky and Toronto Raptors felt that a (laughs) superstar. come for come in one year bring them a championship with a <laughs> roster that fits together like a puzzle perfectly if only kawaii
1: um, was from toronto
0: if only can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> it's okay when uh who's from maybe when sh- when shai uh oh god don't, to do don't
1: do brings this don't do this
0: championship
1: don't okay, do no, this
0: i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> maybe not um <laughs> but uh yeah you know you know i had to get that one in somehow of course of course, this is my podcast. Okay. <laughs> no, but like overall, I'm wondering now, do you think this is the start of something big or is this kind of like a one time everything kind of fell into place nicely?
1: It really depends on a couple things. Like, well, one, it depends on like if Candace Parker can keep doing what she's doing and if she, you know, can keep, I, I, I'm I, not going to doubt her. I'm not going to doubt that she can't, but it, that's, that's one of the factors. And it's also if Kalia Copper one, stays in Chicago, and two, can keep, you know, building on what she's been able to do from this season. It's kind of like taking what she's done this season and, you know, putting it into future performances. Like, okay, I know how good I am. I've done this in the finals and the finals MVP done in the playoffs. Now let me carry this over to next season. Everyone was kind of waiting waiting for the Kalia Copper breakout. And now that we have it, now she has to do it consistently to prove that this isn't just like a fluke. This wasn't just like a, a hot stretch of playoff games. This is who I am as a player. That, to me, is the biggest X factor for, like, if this guy can do this. Maybe not, like, I don't know, like a din- like a 10-year dynasty or whatever, but, like, over the next couple seasons and being, like, not a team where, like, oh, they have potential if they put it all together, but they put it all together and now they're, like, a favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that for sure. And I'm sure, you know, as the next couple of weeks roll by and we get into the off season, it'll be very interesting with all the free agents to see kind of what goes on. Um, but I think you're right. I think, you know, Kalia is definitely that X factor and, and definitely Candace Candice is going to do Candace things. I, like, <laughs> you just, you can't love her enough. Like, she's, she's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I, I overall, I thought this run was very interesting. And, like, we'll talk about it when we, like, reflect on the season. But I just really love the unpredictability of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I feel like it made it so much more exciting because we had – our contenders for the year and we're like okay this is what's going to happen going mean, to be one of these three teams. And lo and behold, <laughs> it was not. Um, so I ju- I just thought that was super awesome. I'm I'm very happy for this team, very happy to see them win the championship. Um but yeah, do you have any final thoughts on this run?
1: The Wings lost the champs, I've not to tell you.
0: <laughs> I love that. Maybe they got, by, they got I beat but the they got beat by the best,
1: clearly, you know. That's that's all they, they that's all that that's what it took it took the best team to beat them out i got i, I understand and
0: here i was thinking am i gonna mention the libs again <laughs> <laughs> losing by one point to phoenix um but no I, i'm glad we're, you lost I mean, the we runners up you lost
1: other. you lost the first loser so what does that make you guys
0: i don't know <laughs> better than, <anyone> else <laughs> other than you guys other than dallas um, all right, that was that was fun. That was a good way to end that segment. Um, but in just a moment, we'll uh, we'll continue talking about the the loss from Phoenix. Um, but first, let's hear from our friends over at Prize Picks. All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made uh, site. I love it. I know you will too. It has the best NBA daily fantasy. Prop game on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful minutes of each game. All your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. So you'll pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers it also allows mixed sports entries so for example you can take the over on lebron combined with the under on mahomes in the same entry use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals don't hesitate Go check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy.
1: It's direct TV time. Let me tell you, does this sound familiar to you guys? And I, I, I've dealt with this too. You've got your one device to catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows like the new season of You what a great season so far you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends to do all the other stuff well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies shows all in one place i mean no more juggling remotes no need to buy another device ever again And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
0: Thanks for listening to Logs on Women's Basketball. For your second listen, get everything you need from contender to pretender around the NBA with the Ultimate Insider NBA Season Preview, the biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk a little bit about this Phoenix loss. Um, they're running the playoff stop. It seemed like they were going to take this game, but, you know, they gave up their lead. They lost the game. And this wouldn't be the WNBA without some sort of drama happening because the season may be over, but... There's always
1: drama. There's always drama. There's
0: always something. Um, The entire team declined to speak to media after the game, which uh, many opinions and discussions occurred from this. (laughs) You guys can't see Bradshaw's face right now, but his eyes just went really wide. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit because there were two sides to this. And a lot of people were upset that the entire team declined to speak to the media. They thought that with the coverage that the W barely gets, that this was unfair on their part. And then there's the other side with, with everything that's happened with Naomi Osaka this year. Like, maybe we should respect, you know, the mental health of athletes and all of that. Bradshaw, I'll let you start first. What were your kind of thoughts on this entire discourse?
1: I mean, I'll, the, the short answer is I just don't care. Like, they, they didn't want to speak. They didn't want to speak. Great. Like, I get the whole, like, oh, it's part of your job thing. But, like, hey, okay, listen, I, I can't be asked. Like, I've been – I've long thought it's been really weird to me that, like, we prey on these athletes at, like, their lowest moment in, like, their careers. They lost a championship, whether it be – in the NFL, I know a couple of years ago Cam Newton, when he lost the Super Bowl, had like he looked he had a he had a really tough answers. People were blaming him for like being you know super mad to the media. It's like, well, listen, he just was in the lowest point of his career. I get it, but like, and that's like the double standard we hold these athletes to. It's like, oh, we want them to speak, but if they don't give us the correct answers, it's oh, why are they why are they be, why are they acting like this? Why are they being so rude? Why are they doing this, that, and the third? Like, they're at the lowest point right now. I they shouldn't have to speak, in my opinion. I don't want like. I don't want to have to see these people crying on TV. I don't want to have to see like athletes, like just getting so mad and getting frustrated with people trying to do their own jobs. I understand that reporters have to do their jobs. I That's what I want to do one day. I would like to be a reporter, but I would feel super weird asking questions to these people who just lost a huge game. And like, this is like maybe the last time Diana Tauras is going to be back in an NBA and a WNBA final. This might be the last hell. This might be the last time Brittany Griner gets back. It's hard to get to a final. It's hard to win a championship. I don't want to, like I feel weird praying on that. And I feel weird asking them questions. Like how many times have we seen athletes just break down in press conferences? I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like seeing these people cry on national TV. I don't want to see it. I get like the whole, like, Oh, the WNBA needs coverage. It, but like, is this really good to what makes or breaks the WNBA here? Is this what, is this, what's going to do it? I'd rather hear from Candace Parker. I'd rather hear from hell. I would just rather hear from like Ruthie Hebbard. She didn't even play. I'd rather hear from her. Let me hear about what it means to the people that won. We can hear about what it means to lose later. I can tell you what it means. It sucks. Like I don't I just don't get it. And all these takes, like everyone's have, coming up with these takes where like, "Oh, you're sexist if you think they shouldn't have spoke." What? I why? <laughs> why is that the case? Why what where are you pulling this from? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think this opens to the discussion as to whether these post game conferences maybe should take place the next day. Because I understand, like, I understand the media cover side of it, like, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, it's, I'm nobody here is saying they should just always decline the media, never talk to the media. Mm-hmm. The question here is maybe give them a day to process what happened and then hold a press conference the morning after or the afternoon after. I feel like not only will you get less dry answers or mad answers, but you'll get maybe some insight that they had some time to digest and Mm -hmm. think about. Um, Because even like when you do, for example, you'll do shoot around media availabilities or stuff like that, and you can ask them questions from previous games. And most of the time, they'll have a lengthy answer for Mm -hmm. you because they've had time to think about it. And I feel like this argument that, You have to get these emotions like right when it's happening and that athletes should like bear their soul. Like imagine you had a bad day at your job and the first thing someone does is sticks a camera and a microphone in your face and asks you why that happened. To me like it just this discourse just gets so lost sometimes and another thing is you don't have to firmly be on one side over the other. I mm-hmm. don't think there is any perfect stance to any of these sides because nothing is black and white. It's very gray. Um, and so another thing is, you know, the topic of mental health. I don't even know. Did Phoenix even say that it was because of mental health?
1: I don't think they, they came up with a reason. They did. As of right now, they've just declined. That's all.
0: Yeah. So people, I feel, just kind of jumped on that and mm. like ran with that as a reason when Phoenix didn't even say that I'm, and I'm not defending Phoenix at all. I'm just saying it was very interesting to see people just take it and run with it like that. Um, but to me, it's also like, you'll, you've seen what Naomi Osaka has done this year and this is different. And I understand it's an entire team and that maybe it would be nice to have a couple of players speak. So I am interested to see what went into decision to declining media and why. Um, But I think we're still figuring out how to repurpose the guidelines of press conferences because I feel like we're in a time where it's shifting, especially now with like Zoom and in-person stuff. I feel like there's just so much that's up in the air about how we're going to start approaching this. And so it's okay to just be figuring it out. And like you said, just because one press conference didn't happen. It doesn't mean the league is going to collapse. Like, like it seems to be a, just a tiny bit of an overreaction. It's just-, just
1: these straw, absolute straw man arguments of just like, oh, if they don't speak, that means there's going to be less coverage for the league, which means the league isn't going to grow. And hey, you want the league to grow, don't you? That means you should want these players to speak. There's not just, it's not, like you said, it's not black and white. It's not like, oh, they don't speak, league doesn't get media coverage, eh, league falls apart. That means I don't want the league to grow. That's not how this works. Like, I want players to speak. I want them to get exposure. But this also isn't the only way the league can get exposure. The only like, a post game a postgame press conference after the championship isn't the only way the league's getting exposure. The game itself is exposure. They just played this incredible series. That was exposure in itself. That's much better exposure than having Diana Taurasi go up to the podium and it's like, hey Diana, how do you how do you feel after that loss? Yeah, bad. Great, like sick. Cool, like what? What a quote we just got. That's I can't believe the exposure the WNBA is going to get because of that one quote where she said it feels bad to lose. I for one, I for one, I didn't know that. I didn't know the league. I didn't know that it felt bad to lose a championship game. We don't have years and years of teams losing championships to prove that. Like this is—it's just nonsense.
0: Yeah, just imagine they just like come up. It's like, yeah, you know what? Feels really good after. Feels great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's definitely a very touchy subject, and I was honestly a little bit surprised to see a huge divide on it, um, but hopefully, I don't know, hopefully we just start to realize that there are going to be certain guidelines that need to be set, and, you know, it's okay to look at both sides mm-hmm. and see each side and the implications of either side. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was important for us to just kind of have that conversation. Um Because especially like and yeah, the the league does deserve coverage, but I don't know. It just feels like like you're picking and choosing.
1: There are also like Uh, like I said, there are other ways to do it. Like we're not in the fifties anymore, we're like, Oh, the only coverage we're gonna get is by posting the quotes in the newspaper and selling newspaper on the street phones (laughs) afterwards. Like, no, like what kind of like what kind of backwards mentality is this? Like there's so many other ways for the league to get exposure now and the league does so such a good job of like putting stuff out on social media where a lot of the coverage is going to start and then it'll start getting into the national media. Like and even then like they can co- the national media can cover this game without having quotes from the Phoenix Mercury afterwards. I I don't understand this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm totally with you on that. Um it's it's definitely been very interesting to see all of this go down. Um, but, yeah. Uh, all right. Coming up next, we're going to have a little bit of a reflection on the season, talk about what we're excited about. But first, we're going to hear from our friends over at Bilt Bar. All right, guys. Bilt Bar time. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? I've talked about them every single week. There's coconut, cherry, raspberry, my personal favorite, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and Jordan chocolate. My favorite flavor, like I said before, is raspberry. I also am very intrigued to try coconut because I feel like coconut is a hit or miss with people, but coconut chocolate is amazing. Um, If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. So that's the perfect opportunity to try a flavor you haven't tried before uh not only are they the best tasting but they're healthy too they've got 17 to 18 grams of protein their calories range from 130 to 180 there's only four to five grams of sugar four to five grams of net carbs they're all tasty all healthy make sure you order today and quick little facts built bar is the official protein bar of the tre- of the u.s track and field team which is pretty neat so if you go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off of your order Let them know we sent you. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Okay, it's time to do a little bit of a reflection, self-reflection, season reflection, um, on how the (laughs) W went this season. Wow, that was such a weird introduction. (laughs) Um, I'll go first. I think one of my favorite things that happened this season was the growth of WNBA Twitter. Mm -hmm. I think that campaign was a huge huge success on the league's part. I feel like in a time where social media used to be like the comments were full of bozos who were saying, Who you who watches the WNBA? And you know there still is under all of those, every time ESPN posts or bleacher report, all that, there still are people like that. But i feel like this with this hashtag like hashtag WNBA twitter it's a different community that's kind mm-hmm. of away from all of that and it feels sort of like a safe space for people who just love women's basketball and who just love basketball um so i like that's been something that i've loved watching like every time a game was on like i've seen it all over my feed it's like introduced me to a lot of people that i may not have met before And I don't know, like, that just makes me feel very grateful to be a part of this community. And that's probably one of my favorite things to happen this season.
1: It's cool to see, like, there's actually, like, I mean, there's a community for everything, it seems like, on the internet. But it's, I'm glad there's, like, an actual, like, nice community where everyone can, like, share their opinions. And there's not a whole lot of, like, you don't get, like, crapped on for, like, for sharing something. Hey, maybe you're you're wrong about this, but they don't crap on you. Well, some people might crap on you. There's still a, a... There's still a couple people that eh, they're not, they're not, they're not the nicest people, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) We still love that they're part of the community anyway, as long as, you know, everyone's there sharing their love for the WNBA and that's all that really matters. And that's, it's been cool to see, like, there's, again, like I've met a lot of people who are super into the WNBA and, you know, made me, made my, almost made my love stronger for it. Seeing like, Oh, look at how many other people are so passionate about this. I want to be as passionate about it as they are. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Especially like Bradshaw and I are in a giant, WNBA group chat on twitter which i feel has been super cool and just mm. kind of connecting people and just being able to have conversations like oh my god somebody else loves this league just as much as i do and i and i and well, i love that mm. and that's you know that's the good side of twitter it's not the bad side but it's the good side <laughs> of twitter <laughs> um, i really love that uh but what was your like what was one of your favorite parts of the season
1: i think just overall like i think that it's a very this is a relatively basic answer but I, I do appreciate how much more coverage the league got and how much more maybe again maybe like I, i'm in my own twitter bubble and whatever and i i see what i want to see but like it does feel like they have we've gotten more coverage for the WNBA and it seems like there's been a lot more people watching it seems like a lot of people especially during the playoffs where like people who I didn't see talking about it necessarily have gotten into it and been like, oh wow, look how like look how much fun this is. I'm definitely going to start watching next season. Well, like, even from the season opener last this season with the with the Liberty and that incredible game to start the year, a lot of people saw that and like, wow, look like this is so much fun. I can't believe I hadn't watched this before. That's
0: right.
1: It's <laughs> so unfortunate sorry. what happened for the Liberty the rest of the season, but <laughs> that's
0: okay. We don't need to talk about
1: that. <laughs> uh, we've done that enough in the past. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's cool. Like, and there's no like. As long, I just want people to, re, like, I hope people realize, like, there's don't shame people for, like, just getting into the WNBA now. Like, if someone's getting into it late, oh, well, like, they got into it late, they missed out, but they can still catch up. Not everyone needs to, like, be an OG fan and, like, no one needs to gatekeep. Like, just welcome people. And not, I'm not saying this has ever been a problem, but just, like, going forward, don't gatekeep this. Like, I've seen too much of that happen in, like, regular, uh, in, like, regular nba twitter and like that side of nba twitter people gatekeeping fandoms whether it be for a player or for a team don't do that just welcome them in be like hey you're you want to share this passion that i have let's share it together and we can you know be friends and like be fans of this game together even when we just dis- might disagree on something who cares we both like the same thing and I, that's what i've really enjoyed is just seeing the coverage grow and the w get more fans and people get more passionate about it
0: yeah, I love that. And, you know, the viewership numbers have gone up due to better access. And, mm-hmm. you know, it still could use some improvements, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's a really good step forward. Uh, and I think there's always hype around the playoffs with the W, but oh, yeah. I feel like it's different now, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, I feel like there's more of an interest to pay attention to the regular season as well. And so I'm super excited for next season, and that's kind of a good segue. I am um, looking forward to to of course i'm going to mention the liberty cuz they're my team um i'm looking to their i'm looking forward to their growth uh just building around banja sabrina i i joke about it it's like 99% 99.9% a joke but the going can be 2022 champions <laughs> just just putting it out there
1: if only, i mean am... i mean the the big problem you got to solve is not having a huge collapse in the second half of the season i don't know if that's a <laughs> fixable issue but I, I personally don't think a champion should be doing that.
0: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> we love joking around on this podcast. <laughs> um, but what are you looking forward to, Raj?
1: I uh, first of all, I'm looking forward to the off season. Like there are a lot of like really good free agents and like it'd be really cool to see a little bit of movement because and that's and that's something I think that I don't I, they don't need to move around a ton, but like I've noticed that like in the NBA, that a lot of the like a lot of the best coverage and a lot of like the real like when people like really pay attention are when players are moving around and like there's a lot of transaction, a lot of rumors. So I mean, if we can get a little bit of that in the WNBA, that would boost coverage as well. I think that would boost a lot of like engaging People like, oh, where's this player going? Oh, clear Copper Finals MVP could be on the move. That'd be interesting. Not that she has to leave or anything, but I'm just saying, like, just mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit, a little more drama. And then you know, the WNBA doesn't lack for drama. So if they can <laughs> spice up the offseason a little bit, that'd be cool too. Um, I'm biased. I'd like to see the wings grow. I don't, I'm don't. i not expecting them to be contenders next year or anything, but they had a lot of young players. I'd like to see them get a little bit more time next year, see what Charlie Collier can do. Hopefully she can develop into like a, a full-fledged rotational big and like actually really help them this next season. She had a tough rookie year. Still made all-rookie first team to my surprise, but she hopefully will have a bigger role next season. And, you know, Arike, all-NBA second team, sorry, all-WNBA second team, second year on the team. That's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to um, looking forward to the growth of my Dallas Wings next year. And also looking forward to hopefully, finally, getting the Las Vegas Ace as a championship. My goodness. Please,
0: <laughs> please
1: let them win something. I need it.
0: Yeah, speaking of players moving around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I actually wanted to touch on your earlier point about players moving around. I think when Candace actually signed with Chicago, that – was a big Mm -hmm. big stir up and i feel like that brought a lot of attention so i that you made a good point that i didn't actually think about but now that i think about it it would bring a would bring more attention Mm -hmm. because i personally i love all of that drama i love trades Mm -hmm. i love free agent signings like all of that i love that like i am a junkie during the off season for all the
1: articles i write about the bucks the more the most views i get are on the the ones where i like talk about rumors oh the bucks are looking at this guy oh the bucks have signed this guy like all the stuff i write gets more article i get more views in the off season than when i'm writing in the season for stuff i like writing more about like breaking down the game it's a little frustrating but like that if the if they want more coverage and like we obviously all want them to get more coverage more drama and more player movement would be kind of cool too
0: oh yeah for sure people love that stuff i love that stuff you love that stuff um it's just circles back to drama and what is life if not a big reality tv show (laughs) but yeah we're super excited for next season obviously like the off season is gonna be plenty uh, full of content for you guys so we're not going anywhere um except for right now because it's the end of the episode but Lockdown Women's Basketball as you covered throughout the week. So make sure to come back here for daily episodes until Friday. And if you do have any thoughts on today's discussions, make sure to reach out on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB, myself at Karina MM, and Bradshaw at OMGBradshaw. What was your favorite part of the season? Let us know. Of course, make sure you subscribe subscribed to Lockdown Women's Basketball wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get the latest episodes as soon as they come out. And that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Women's Basketball. Now go check out Lockdown NBA because the season returns this week. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thanks for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show. It's free and available on all platforms.